Welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Dental Chair podcast. My name is Jimmy Kim, and I'm accompanied by my co-host, Dr. Paul Body. Paul, how's it going? Good, buddy. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Look, I was we were just kind of quickly just talking off air, and we were, I was mentioning it's so quiet in your household. Uh, yeah. It's quiet in my house. I'll tell you why where my kids are <laughs> in a little bit, but yeah, you 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 you're, you're in the festive season. You you and your family. Absolutely. We got uh, about uh, 10 boxes of ornaments and Christmas tree stuff and lights and, you know, about 40 Santa Clauses that are going uh, up in my house this weekend. So it's going to be interesting to see what it what it turns out like. But every year it's pretty festive and uh, the kids love it. You know, it's funny. Christmas lost its luster for a while, but then when you have young kids again, it's like it all comes back. You're like, oh my god, they get so excited about the presents and mm-hmm. Santa Claus and this and that. And so it's it's nice to see it, it rejuvenates you. That's for oh, okay. sure. Well, I can't wait to kind of hear what you you know what you or actually what what Santa is going to bring you and your entire family Ooh. this year. But <laughs> you know, I gotta say, it's uh, every year for me. I feel like it's getting tougher and tougher to buy like gifts for my kids because I don't know. Is it is it just me or do they kind of like have like everything, everything? <laughs> yeah. we go through the same scenario absolutely every yeah. year it's and and we're trying to pick up clues along the year you know try to see what are they interested in mm-hmm. you know would they like this would they like that but it's tough um because you're right our kids they seem to have so much and it seems like what they're most interested in is the internet <laughs> and iPads and getting back online and chatting yeah. with their friends. So, you know, that's, uh, that's not something you can buy them or get them in terms of time with their friends, but, um, yeah, it's, they're very, very hard to shop for, but we managed to find something. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it is, yeah you will, it, Jimmy. I will. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, you know, we'll see how, what, uh, what are Santa you, are it. you a last minute shopper? Like, are you waiting till like December 23rd, 24th, like me, or are you like early shopper? I'm, I'm awful. I'm awful. I get like the, uh, you know, my, 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 my wife is always kind of like, Oh, you know, like we should get them like we, they, we want to get them bikes for next year. She's like, well, we'll get some bikes this year, you know, and, uh, we can just kind of have the handlebars as like a gift. I'm like, Oh, we'll see. We'll see. And she's like, what do you mean? We'll see. We need it anyway. Let's just go and get it. Like it'd be like the perfect gift for them. I'm like, yeah, oh we'll my. see. And then by the, by the 23rd, I'll just be like, yes, let, what about those bikes that we had? And they're all, obviously, would be all sold out and all that kind of stuff like that. So. All gone from the stores. Yeah. But look, you know, I thought you you brought in a, a perfect segue about, like, the internet, about, you know, kind of wanting to stay connected online. Because, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about today, um, which is conferences. Conferences, what a huge deal it is, you know, if you're running, you know, any kind of tech company out there to be a part of their connecting with other um, other people in your field, seeing what's seeing what's out there, kind of identifying the problems. And I know for you at Swingo, you guys are you guys love to hit the circuit prior to the pandemic. So I'm I'm sure it must have been kind of tough um, after the pandemic or during the pandemic to not be able to go to these things. So I got a lot of questions to ask you because sure. now you guys are back on the pandemic, but before or sorry, you guys are now back on the, on the on circuit, the circuit. Oh, yeah. back on the circuit so you know why don't you kind of give us the listeners here an idea of like what do you what do you get out of going to these to these conferences well i think for us as a company swingo it's fantastic to get our brand out there and i remember in the early years it was kind of hard to you know get people to come and visit you because they're like what is swingo you know they they, they want to see all the big companies and they want to see all the other stuff and so for healthcare practitioners, I think conferences are great 
for a number of reasons. And I think, again, they're, they're good for us as well. So uh, just as a background, healthcare practitioners come to, um, and dentists and doctors come to conferences to kind of get continuing education, number one. And it's fantastic because you'll have a wide array of this continuing education that, um, and most of us need it as a requirement for our licensure. So from that standpoint, it's fantastic. It's also great for the practitioners because they get to connect with their friends, you know, people they haven't seen in a long time. One of the things that dentistry and healthcare does is it isolates you a little bit. Sometimes you don't get a chance to connect with your peers. And uh, now to have everybody in one place and to see, you know, a lot of friendly faces is fantastic as well. Um, and it gets you out of the office. <laughs> I mean, it gets you out of the routine. So it's always great for that too. So for the doctors, for the assistants, for the other healthcare um, providers, you know, uh, that uh, the ancillary providers, it's, it's fantastic. For the companies themselves, like us, like I mentioned, it's a great way to connect. It's a great way to get our brand out there. People start to become aware of, of what we are. And again, in the early days, it was tough telling people, you know, what Swingo is. It takes years to kind of build that. But now to have 10, 12, 14,000 people come by and kind of see the name, at least in the beginning, it's fantastic. And then over year after year after year, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we've heard of your company. We know what you do. And so it's a great way to introduce your product to the healthcare practitioners and the dentists. And then also it's a great way to meet manufacturers. So in our industry, you know, we have, I think over 300 manufacturers and uh, the, all these manufacturers will be in one building at one time. So in a matter of two, three days, you have a chance to meet hundreds of them and kind of tell them what you do. You learn a little bit more about what they do. And uh, it's a great way to network and uh, connect because um, there are very large players in all sectors of industry and healthcare and dental is no different. And um, exposing what you do to some of the large brands and large companies, I think is fantastic. So we've always per, uh, historically gone to conferences and um, we're partnered with organizations across North America. So, you know, we're crisscrossing across Canada, we're going to the United States. Um, and, and now, uh, and then when the pandemic came, everything kind of stopped. Mm -hmm. And uh, and now that the pandemic is kind of ending, uh, we're back on the circuit again. Amazing. So. I got to ask you, is there like a, is there like a Bill Gates of like, uh, of like the health tech or like the dental industry where, where be people like maybe see the person up on stage and they're, and they're, and they are at all or awe or are they, is it you, Paul? Or is it, they could No, God, it's definitely not me. That's for sure, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> it's, uh, so you, we have, uh, what's called key opinion leaders, KOLs in our industry. And, uh, there are certainly people who will be out there. Um, lecturing all over North America and in fact the world. Um, and so when you see their name on the docket of, hey, here's a potential course you can take or a lecture you can take, you know, you're like, oh, fantastic. I've always wanted to hear that guy. So there's definitely top names out there. And um, I'm definitely not one of them, um, but <laughs> it's, 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 it's great. Um, it's, it's great to kind of uh, see some of the people that you read about and some of them have written textbooks, you know, a lot of them have published and uh, now you get to meet those people in person at the conferences, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So any, um, are there any like favorite conference moments that you can think of that you could possibly share with us? Or is that, is that all like the after all the after hours? <laughs> oh, that's after hours stuff that, that has to stay off the air. That's for sure. <laughs> no, conferences are fantastic. Like I said, it's a great opportunity 
opportunity to meet friends and then to have a few drinks afterwards with colleagues that you haven't seen for a long time and just catch up with what they're doing in their lives and kind of share what's going on in your life. And, and it's, it's great because it's also a wonderful time for us to kind of talk about our practices, right? Like, Hey, are you experiencing this problem? Are you having, you know, this fantastic thing happen? Oh, we've tried this. So it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic way to kind of really um, uh, talk to each other and collaborate uh, on, on what you're experiencing in your life. Well, I mean, it's not like, it's not like the conferences haven't stopped. And, and if you, if, if I'm sure you the industry has had their share of virtual conferences, I know I've gone to my share of virtual conferences. Um, have, have you, have you or any members of your team attended any during the pandemic? Yeah, for sure. We've been to probably, I would say about a half a dozen virtual conferences. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was really interesting to see after COVID, what happened was there was this flood of technology that came in to say, hey, we do conferences. We have a gathering place in the middle. You know, vendors can put up, you know, four videos and PDFs and all of this kind of other kind of stuff and talk to the people out there. So there was this influx of technology in terms of different companies doing virtual uh, meetings for people. So as soon as COVID came, everybody went to a virtual format. Um, we attended them. Like we said, we have partners like the American Association of Oral Surgeons, American Academy of Periodontics, um, you know, ODA. You know, all kinds of other BC, BCDA. Um, we, uh, we went to this virtual format. The, it made us kind of change in a way. Um, the, the big differences between a live and a virtual is number one, your costs go way down because people don't travel. There's no hotel rooms, there's no dinners, there's no other things. So in a way it was fantastic. And we also saw great numbers of dentists and healthcare practitioners that wanted to come to these conferences. The reality of it was, and we had to create lots of new material because try to attract and talk about your product in a novel way. Some of the stuff, you know, we had videos, but they might've been a year old. So we have to update them. We have to create new, new materials for this virtual format. So um, what was interesting was, is uh, we went to the conferences, but surprisingly, the amount of engagement we had with healthcare practitioners was very, very low. And we were surprised because the numbers were, for the healthcare people was amazing. They were going to CE, continuing education, like you wouldn't believe. They just never came around to kind of talk and see what the vendors were doing. So for us, it was uh, not a good experience from a virtual standpoint. So after about doing about half a dozen of them, we just said, no, no more. We're not going to do virtual anymore. And uh, even though it was very cost effective, we couldn't wait for the conferences to begin again. Um, and now we've been to three live seminars and it's still been, the traffic's been okay but not fantastic. Um, but I think as the world opens up, I think that'll get better and better and better. Well, you know, I want to, I want to touch on that on the, on the post, on the post circuit uh, run on, on going to these conferences. But I also want to do resonate the, the kind of the same uh, perhaps problems that you were, you were, you were facing. I was going to a lot of conferences, really great uh, content that would be out there, really great ways to, to learn about the different things, as you mentioned, but really bad at like making connections. I thought, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, for sure. I saw some creative software out there. I'm sure you have too. You kind of maybe mentioned some of the things that you've seen. One of the conferences I went to, they tried, they tried really hard to, to make the networking portion like really, um, really the tip of their mind. So they, they, 
this one, and attractive and attractive. Yeah. Literally, there yeah. was literally there was uh, it was like a, a a bar room lounge with like a fancy piano and a, a backsplash of like a beautiful view, like almost like you're on top of like a you know seventy foot story building, and uh, you would have these like movable heads, like you would take a little quick snapshot picture of yourself or upload your own profile picture, and you would kind of use this traveling head to let's say walk towards the piano or walk towards ah, the bar. Interesting. And whoever, if there was another floating head there, you would walk over there and automatically initiate like a, a chat with that person, right? So if I saw your floating head walked over to you, <laughs> it would open up a chat and it'd be like, oh, hey, Paul, how's it, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, and then that, that should be a way to, to get in there. A lot of people came into the chat. Maybe the, the idea or the concept was so foreign to them that they just kind of quickly left. So... You know, I I stayed around just I wanted to get an idea. I thought, oh, this is a pretty cool idea. Would this work? And with the the thousands of people that were there attending that virtual conference, it didn't work. But all their all their like um you know Zoom Zoom meetings or all their all their continuation credit credit programs, all those things like were booming. Were, were booming. Were booming. Yeah. So it's almost like I wonder if like maybe we're not we're not ready. Or maybe we're not ready yet, or maybe the tech is not there to to support like a networking a networking portion. One hundred percent. And and our and what you're sharing and what I'm sharing is not unique to us. I mean, I've talked to dozens of other companies that have done these virtual seminars, and um, they had the same experience. And uh, in fact, a lot of the large manufacturers um, and companies just said, "Hey, we're 2021. We are we have zero budget." To go to conferences, and uh, and it's understandable because you know even though the cost is so much lower than actually attending a live conference, the the actual ROI is so small that it just didn't make any sense. You know, we also have to understand though, from the healthcare practitioner standpoint, a lot of them were stressed. You know, COVID's going on; they're worried about their practices, they're worried about their staff. You know, the, the last thing on their mind might be, "Hey, let me go <laughs> go check out the vendors and you know the the exhibit floors." So, I mean, that always has to be kept in the back of the mind as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, just kind of like theorizing with you, like what, what do you think would be like a way to, to be able to connect, to be able to have like a better virtual connection? Because, I mean, in a way, this is, these things aren't going away. I think there's going to be a market for like virtual oh, yeah. conferences. Yeah. And the way that they can maybe get people to interact and meet with me and, uh, you know, network with one another, another that that will probably change and definitely get better. Like, have you seen anything that works out there that you thought, okay, you know, this, this might be it. Not in a, not in a significant way, but I think when I just think about it, I think you get, you got to get to this VR technology, right? This virtual technology, you put on a headset, you're meeting your friends. And I think there's a lot of convenience to the practitioners. Like, just think, they don't have to go rent a hotel room. They don't have to fly anywhere. So their costs are way down. So to attend a virtual conference makes a lot of sense. Plus, they can jump on, go back, you know, away for a few hours, spend time with their family, and then uh, check out another lecture. You know, they're not completely disconnected from their life to go attend a conference. But I think when you can do it in a virtual format, you know, put, put a headset on, actually see your friends, you know, talk to companies, have real engagement with, with people, then I think you're going to get that. But I, I don't think we're close to that yet at this point. I think the, the human aspect of it is so important in this, in this whole process. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think you make a great point. Because I, I think for me, too, on my end, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't think there is technology there to do it and no matter like uh you know we i've been to events where 
they kind of have this like word almost like a word scramble to kind of almost get people to involved involved yeah. in it and you you see it's just literally like maybe there's like a hundred people it's only like seven names that are actually yep. like actively yeah. going into actively it. So, engaging yeah yeah I, I little little tidbit i have yet to try any of that virtual stuff yet i have yet to put on mm. a pair of glasses like have you have you given it a shot yet i have it's 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 interesting um i've tried a few different versions of it and it's amazing uh the first time was about five six years ago you know there were some google headsets you right know, right, the phone right and stuff you know that way and then i saw far more advanced uh technology related to vr and it was it was very immersing it, it was funny because i lost my orientation sometimes because you're in the world that i was experiencing it was an under under uh underwater experience so you know you could go and turn in lots of different directions there's not a lot of um visual uh senses in terms of which you're, which direction you're going and it's it's easy to kind of get very very confused uh but man the experience there was a whale going by it was incredible you wanted to kind of touch it and feel it and you're like oh my god this would be amazing um and and that was a couple of years ago so i can only imagine where the technology is now um probably probably hopefully maybe maybe soon make these virtual conferences a little yeah. bit more, a little more convenient, yeah but, maybe we'll do uh, a virtual podcast <laughs> uh i would definitely definitely skip out on the on the whole water stuff i i'm not a I'm, I'm I'm a land I'm a land guy myself, so uh, yeah. that was, <laughs> that I didn't have out. a choice. They're like, "This is what you're getting," and I was like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> it was a shipwreck, but uh, it was uh, it was good. It was still fun, though. I'm glad I did it. Okay, um, you know, so shifting on like now, like we you know us talking, like kind of what spurned the idea of this was of this of this episode was you told me a couple weeks ago you're like, "Hey, I'm going to go. I'm, I can't I can't record the podcast this week because we're going to our very first in-person conference so yeah tell us a little bit about the experience maybe give us like a little bit of a difference of what it must have been like before like before the pandemic and and what it what it what it was like now you know it's it's interesting i think conferences are changing in general um just historically as a background on conferences again healthcare practitioners dentists especially used to go to conferences and make huge buy decisions so they would go buy supplies for like the next six months, sometimes even 12 months. So they're spending tons and tons of money at the show. So uh, their intention is, look, I'm going to be here. I want to cut my costs. And um, it's hard for me to talk to my reps or it's hard products. I'm going to go look at a bunch of them. And then I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff. And um, several years before the COVID, we noticed that the turnout of people was... Um, a little bit different. It was declining a little bit. Um, and then the mentality of the people who were attending was starting to change. They didn't really want to buy anything. They wanted to learn. They wanted to investigate. What are the new technologies? What are the new products? But their buy decisions would be later on. And um, maybe that was because technology was opening up. They didn't have to make the buy decision. They could go online. You know, they could. They had other ways to communicate whatever they wanted to purchase. So um, we uh, we noticed that trend before COVID. This time we were super excited. Um, our conference was actually in Montreal, fantastic city, and um, we took a fairly large team, half a dozen people with us, um, and the turnout was decent. It wasn't as much as we expected, but, you know, we were still in COVID uh, vaccination stuff was still rolling out and uh, the conference was good. And people were out there again, um, 
looking for information on new products. Um, what are the new technologies? Not really ready to make a buy decision on a product, but more investigative. And um, so I talked to, I don't know, maybe 25 different vendors. Some said they had a wonderful experience. Some people said they didn't. Um, so it, it was fantastic just to be out there because for us as a company, it was again networking and talking to manufacturers, talking to dealers, um, and having them all in one roof. I think we accomplished more that way than actual engagement with with healthcare practitioners. So uh, for for us, it I think it was a, a fantastic conference. And as the as our brand Swingo ex expands, we had tons and tons of um, dealers and manufacturers saying, hey, how do we get your products on, on your website and, and in your platform? And that was great to see. And I don't think they would have approached us if we weren't at the conference and we weren't live. So I think there was tremendous benefit for us being there. There's, there's still something to that kind of like in-person, human-to-human kind of connection to be like, hey, you know, even though this is like a this is like a software that that, that you can use, you know, but here, here, here are the people behind the software, and and this, this is this is what we, this is who we look like, and you know, you kind of build, you kind of build that bond, you know, with them that way. Absolutely, absolutely, and you can just, it's 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 subtle, you know. You, you look at us; we have a conference, you know. We we talk over Zoom, we do this podcast, but when we sit down and have a beer, it's a different experience. And uh, and and that live human connection, I think, is so critical, and I think businesses, to a large part, still done like that. And uh, so no matter how virtual we get, even with VR, um, I think you're, you know, in, in my lifetime, in our lifetimes, I think this human contact is going to be critical for, for companies and, uh, and it helps in building connections and, and getting deals done and uh, moving companies forward. You also, I mean, also moved, moved or also traveled out of Canada as well. And oh, yeah. you mentioned that you went to, you went to Miami. Uh, yep. What was the experience like there? Like, just kind of going through the process, was it any different than you, you found over here in Canada? Similar, very, very similar, you know, great turnout. Um, and I think, again, people are going to this kind of hybrid model where some of the, the continuing education is online, some of it is live. Um, so the turnout for the conference was actually very, very good in terms of the exhibit hall and for exhibitors, it was just okay. Um, and so again, I think the world is still not back to where it was. And, um, and I think that uh, we're going to Chicago in a few weeks now, and we're excited about it. Um, we're expecting uh, a decent turnout. So it'll be interesting to see and sort of chart over the next 12 months as the world really does open up. You know, how, how does the traffic change? How does the mentality change? Do more people go leave their homes, want to travel again, get on a plane, you know, want to talk to people? Um, is the mentality of the healthcare practitioners changing? So uh, I think it's still early. And, uh, but again, I think conferences in person, we will continue to attend them because we find a lot of value in, in what they provide. And, you know, talking about your charting process of, of all of, of planning where to go and, and what to do, has it kind of been in the back of your mind that perhaps what if another lockdown looms or what if the numbers continue to rise? Will they? Will they have these conferences? Is that something that you guys are thinking about at all? You always have to expect the worst. So there could be another lockdown. We could go virtual again. Will we do a lot of virtual conferences? Probably not. But I think, knock on wood, that we are kind of past a lot of this stuff and the world will open up. So um, we're not thinking a lot of 
lot of that, like we'll go through another shutdown again. Um, I, I don't see it happening uh, at the moment, um, but uh, it could again. But so we're thinking more about, okay, which conferences do we want to attend to? What are our objectives? You know, how do we engage customers? How do we tell people about our product in a better way? So for, from our standpoint, it's, it's more focused on, it's made us think about how to market better, how to market differently, and uh, to continue to engage through online portals and, and other avenues as the world turns more and more uh, to, to an online portal for, for things. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you heard it here from Paul and and, and Paul. Yeah, uh, I, I gotta I gotta ask you, and, and perhaps your your the listeners are gonna. <laughs> uh oh, I always get scared when you, <laughs> when, you when, when you start off a sentence like that, Jimmy. <laughs> Which is out of out of the you must have a few conferences already mapped out. So if any of the listeners wanted to connect with you or wanted to go and check out a Swingo a Swingo booth, could you name us maybe one or two three places that you, that you know you'll be? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, in early December, we're going to be in Chicago at the Amos Implant uh, Conference. We'll be at the uh, back in Chicago again for the Chicago Dental Society uh, Conference. Um, and then from there, I believe we're in San Antonio after that. So um, and then back here in Ontario and then British Columbia as well. So we'll be all across North America. Um, just go to swingo.com and uh, you'll be able to see uh, which conferences we're going to attend. All right. So look, this is a great way to, to to get together with your favorite dental podcast host, Dr. Paul Body. Like this, this is the chance to go and meet him in person. And of course, check out check out the booth check out the booth at Swingo. So. Um, Paul, I wish you good luck and all the endeavors. Jimmy, when are you going to come to a conference with us? Hey, just pack me in your suitcase. Uh, how can I drag you to one of these I, things? You don't got to drag me. Just, uh, <laughs> just yeah, any chance I get to be like, uh, I got to go away on business. I'll, I'll be back. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll take it. All right, done. All right. So it. come come visit swinger.com booth and meet Jimmy in person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, everybody out there listening to the podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit us, uh, hit us with some comments. You know, we've we've gotten some uh, over the last little bit, and uh, got some got some questions that uh, we want to kind of delve into over the next few episodes. So, I can't wait to do that with you, Paul. Awesome. Well, Jimmy, always a pleasure, my friend. Looking forward to connecting again. Me too, Paul. Have a good one, everybody. All right. Bye bye.